the crowd. Won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today we've got a little bonus show for you. Yeah. It's a game show bonus show. Yeah, it's pretty much everything else we didn't talk about so far this month. Yes, which is... Everything. It's going to take this a four-hour show. (laughs) Yeah, everything. Everything. There's a lot of crap. I was thinking about this uh, during the game show experience, that game shows have been with us forever, man. It's like this genre dates back to the radio days. Yeah. It dates back even to, like, the stage they would have. Audience participation, prize-winning shows to get people into, like, uh, vaudeville and things. There's always been some sort of competition, and especially, like, down from the radio. So, like, from the beginning of the medium, there was always <laughs> game shows. Because it's really who, whomever came up with it. It's, it's, uh, it's really a allegory for the pathos of man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Truth or Consequences was one of those shows that started on radio and then translated to TV. In fact, a lot of the early TV shows were game shows because yeah. they were so popular on the radio mm-hmm. and 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 it made people listen. You know, I mean, you would listen because you might win something and well, it's also, you know, with any beginning of any medium, they pretty much ape the other like, yeah. you know, so they didn't really know what to do with television. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they did a lot of radio shows and a lot of, ra- you know, a lot of radio theater. You know, they had all those, you know, people doing sound effects. Yeah. Here yeah. we come, Margaret. Here's the murderer. Chase him. We're after him. Get on your horse. Foley. Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, they would. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it would be an immersive radio experience. Yeah, of course. You know, but then they had to show it. And then that's a lot more effort than a guy just sitting yeah. at a desk ringing bells and bumping coconuts together to make horses run. Yeah. Yeah. So, but well, the game yeah. show was an easy one stage yeah. environment yeah. where, you know. You know, you had, you had a, a two camera, three camera, maybe. Like, I mean, it's the way a lot of the early stuff was, you know, essentially stage plays yeah. that they were just putting on. Well, yeah, and it's a, it's a. Game shows are cheap. Yes. You know? That is 100%. You got a host. You don't got to pay the contestants no. if they win or lose. You know, you, you, you put them up in a hotel if, they, if yeah, they're from out yeah. of town or whatever. But back then it was like eight cents to be in a motel. <laughs> you had to build one set. Like it was minimal uh, production crew. Like it was it was easy. It was easy to do. And, and people loved it. I mean, people loved the shows. Yeah, because it, it was, you know, a chance for the regular guy yeah. to be on the yeah. medium, you know. And it's it's, you know, what's funny is... The internet didn't spawn a ton of game shows. No, no. I really thought, like, YouTube would have, like, there'd be, like, homemade game shows and stuff. And there's a couple. There's a, a British guy who does well, – he hasn't done one in a long time, but he did a few. Yeah. Um, but, but it's a lot of work when it's one person. Yeah, and I think it's weird. I mean, they did try to do, like, apps or stuff that were, you know, big game show contests or one yeah, versus a hundred yeah. and you could actually win real money and stuff. Yeah, but it was just yeah. so convoluted and difficult and the internet is such an unwieldy place. Yeah, and, and none of them really took off. I mean, none of them stuck around. It's a too much of a short attention span medium to really yeah. put a game. It, it'd have to be like a 50-second game show. Yeah, you know? yeah. But even then, that's still like as evidenced by Quibi. It's still not yeah. really going to work. Yeah, I, I mean, guess it's just, it's you know, it's not the death of the game show, but it's just weird no. that this is a medium that didn't embrace it in a way. It's that, true. That's true. You know, because it is still, it's just, you know, 
it's a cheap way to do so. I mean, streaming services, definitely. Yeah. But they're yeah. more like uh, cooking shows, baking, baking yeah. competitions. Yeah. Or, you know, like reality dating shows where they're really sleazy. Yeah. Yeah. Know, like, like <laughs> come have sex island. Ugh. Dirty, shows. dirty Boy Island. Come to Dirty they're, Boy Island. Yeah, because they're, they're reality shows, but they're also kind of competition shows. I, I, d- I don't consider them to be game shows. No, they're, I mean, they're re- scripted reality salacious shows where yeah, dummies yeah. be cute dummies be cute dummies. <laughs> Which is funny because that really reality shows and how scripted they are is an, an indirect offshoot of the whole quiz show scandals yeah. in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that... After the 40s, because TV came up around like 47, 48, and not a lot of people had TV, but they're, they had to have content. Sure. And so they, they were doing these game shows, and they realized that they could be making way more money at these game shows if they just guided it a little bit. Right. Look, people want to root for a certain type of person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the whole quiz show uh, scandal yeah. from, uh, what was it? 21. 21? Well, that's there were there were a few, but right. 21 but the 20, was, that was the, the most yeah. famous and yeah. most egregious because the the contestant was actually a very privileged famous yeah. young man, Charles a, Van Doren. Yes, from yeah. the Van Doren family whose he father was a, was a very well respected professor at Columbia and Yeah, he didn't need any of this stuff, but He was he was hand selected to be on the show. He was handsome and he was yeah. rich and he was white and he was waspy as hell. He wasn't, you know, the gross little man portrayed by uh No, well the funny thing is that Charles Van Doren was actually it was a woman that was winning and and when they came on and go, "Well, you're going to lose now, and he's going to win. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Sure. And didn't say anything, didn't just let it go. Because that's what people did. They yeah. were just, they yeah. figured, uh, authority knows what they're doing. Yeah. They didn't question it, which yeah. is so bizarre, but also just kind of like tantamount to the time because everybody trusted everything. They trusted their government. They trusted their police. They trusted. Yes. Everything was like, yes. we had this social contract of trust that we just don't have anymore. No, no, no. It's, for good yeah. and bad. I mean, you know, you don't want to blindly follow anything, but, you know, there's, no. a, there's a fine line between blindly following everything and then questioning everything with some bizarre conspiracy theory. And, well, you know. not even – not even. I would say you can question everything. It's just that you shouldn't reject everything. Well, you shouldn't reject answers and <laughs> yes. facts because yes. they don't fit into your narrative. Uh, welcome to the Q Hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, – but it was interesting. I – I mean, Quiz Show is a great movie. Uh, if you have never seen it, it's a great movie. And but it was huge. I mean, the woman that that Charles Van Doren took over for, who's I looked it up and I don't remember her name now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had won like thirty thousand dollars. That's I mean, why she was like, I got mine. This was fine. Nineteen fifty five. Yeah, it's like that was a lot of money. And she probably was ready to get back to her family. And yeah, you know, it's yeah. like it's a lot of. It just they created a narrative that really worked perfectly. I mean, it captured. Yeah. The the audience had captured the minds of the country, and everybody was rooting <laughs> for him. And you know there was all yeah. this. It just it it worked so well. Yeah, that, yeah. That they were yeah. bound to be caught. You know, it's like if yeah. something. You know, if your scheme blows up <laughs> and is so successful, then people are going to start to wonder. 
too good to be true. Exactly. <laughs> listen to your old stepdads. <laughs> no such thing as a free lunch. And if it's too good to be true, babies, it is. What goes around comes around. Nobody's <laughs> giving you a free laptop. Google isn't giving you a free laptop no. for being the 35th customer of the day. Yeah. It was, uh, and I, the funny thing is now I don't remember the name of the guy who, the little, little tiny, very unattractive man who, who essentially outed the whole thing. Right. Uh, although there was a couple others, I mean, it was all kind of came. To I like how we make time. the guy that did the right thing the villain. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like yeah, this gross little man who who wouldn't toe the line for a handsome yeah, Whitey right, McGee. Right. You know, it's just like well, he was a really he was really good at quiz shows. He, and he was. was. He wanted to have a fair chance. Of course, it's just funny that it's like we. Be, it just shows that this is exactly the point. Yeah, that yeah. we want to vilify the little gross nebbish guy yeah i, I want to say i think he was italian but i well yeah what but he was he was he wasn't the he the wasn't an attractive dude. he yeah. was a sweaty normal human being <laughs> he from queens you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, yeah he was a little bit you know he wasn't super but charming but he, he was smart as yeah. ass and he deserved to win but they wanted more they want they yeah. wanted to create this narrative it's so also racist. Oh, too. very, very, very. Because it's like the and white man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just gross. I mean, it's gross by every measure. <laughs> it was really awful of it. He was. He was actually the other guy. The guy who outed everybody was actually involved in Quiz Show and actually played a part in it. Like yeah, he had it. He was a an actor, small bit part. Uh, they did ask Charles Van Doren to be involved, and he declined. Of course, uh, it ruined his life. I. It sucks. But he okay. I don't think it should have ruined his life. Yes. Because it's a stupid game show. Yeah. yeah. But he committed fraud. Yes. And yes. and not just, you know, money fraud or however you want to, you know, put if there's a statute to this that is a crime. <laughs> right. It ruined his life because back then that would ruin your life. Yeah. If it happened yeah. today, he would have a little bit of problem. He'd apologize. And then he'd write a book, go on an apology tour, and yeah. then... They'd make a movie out of it. He'd be super rich. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like totally. there's, you fail upward in this country now for being a boob or a, a crime <laughs> person or, you know, or being a or cheat. anything. It's like yeah. if you do something evil but interesting, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a three-part well, Netflix documentary gonna in a get, month. Going to get your ratings. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a moody Netflix documentary where or they use dollhouses to recreate. documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. And then, they'll, and then they'll do the real-life drama adaptation. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. There is a really, just a small speed bump, but there is a really weird uh, trend going on in, in streaming stuff right now with, uh, very similar to this, with frauds mm-hmm. and like people that have screwed people over. And and personally, I mean, and not to go deep into it, but like I think it's because of the Trump presidency and like we're just used to it. And it's like we want to know more about these people that are trying to be con men. I think – They've also kind of run out of serial killers. <laughs> That's so they, true. The, the true crime has that, to yeah. move on to a new genre and like fraud and creepy neighbors yeah. and, and people screwing people over yeah. is yeah. is another real visceral thing like, yeah. like, yeah. like murder, you know? It yeah, no, you, it is. It is. That's you know? true because it, it, it affects people and, and, you know, you can talk to people and they're We've upset. all been screwed over. No. Yeah. Not a lot of us have been murdered, but, you know. <laughs> well, not lived to talk about it, at least. But uh, but a lot of us have been screwed over. Uh, I've been screwed yeah. over plenty. Oh, yeah, same. same. I mean, you can't be in Los Angeles yeah. and not be screwed over constantly. Yeah, you got to really look out for, oh, for some people. Yeah, you can't trust anybody. Yeah. Anybody. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. There's a couple people you can trust. I trust you, Jim. I trust you too, man. But yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. No, I mean, look. It's not. Here's the thing, and this is a little bit of a speed bump too. I don't sure. think it's that people are evil in this business or whatever. No. I think people are extremely insecure in this business and extremely fearful in this business and extremely jealous in this business because we have artists in yeah. this business. Yes. And artists are are mealy little. Look, I love them, <laughs> and I'm one. I'll put myself in that yeah, category, I'm an and I'm exactly yeah. like this, too. But there's a there's a quality yeah. to a type of person that's going to devote their life to something most likely never going to happen or come to fruition. Very small chance. That you've got to be a little kooky, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And straddling two worlds and busting your butt to try to – be something with nothing happening can drive you a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So people get very precious about things, but they also, you know, they want that break. Right. So they'll step right. over you. They don't even think about it because it's just this desperate. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a business of desperation. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem is that it's a business, and so people yeah. like they put so much more stakes on everything. And this is part of the reason that the quiz show scandal happened because they were like, "We need to keep up in the ratings. Yeah. We need to keep up in the ratings." This tall, white Columbia professor is going to get more ratings, and, sure. and maybe he doesn't know all the stuff, but it's okay. We'll give him some answers. It's fine. What we need to satisfy the sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. You know the the. The dishwashing liquids and the <laughs> and the and the Dove soaps. Yeah, the Dove soap. You know, they're they the cigarettes. They need to if they're not selling more soap, then they're not going to sponsor yeah. your show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to lose sponsors, and you lose your money, and you and, lose your revenue, and what do you do? And the the sponsors, strangely enough, a little racist back then. They no. want the yeah. Sorry, Adam. Sorry <laughs> to burst your bubble with my CRT. But, but that's uh, when but, America was great. Yeah, I know. It was just a speed bump slavery. It was just a tiny little thing. Uh, but but they the the sponsors wanted somebody that was championing their product to be yeah. that American man, success, white. Oh you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, of, so course. It, of course, it, it's a much better face for Dove than you yeah. know a a. Uh, mm, I don't know, a foreigner. <laughs> Even though he's just Italian-American, like, but he looks like the a other. Little, a little darker. Yeah, we don't want to look at that dark hair, that hairy face, that he's hair not, suit man. He's not too dark. He's just very olive, and we can't have that. I honestly have no idea what that guy looked like. But still, I have no he idea could have been either. the most handsome man, too. But I doubt he was. I don't think he was. Because if there, if he was, he would have been Yeah, would they would have. They would have. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you're totally right. At the end of the day... The reason the quiz show scandal was so huge was because it was the first time where it was like you you saw that little crack in the armor of the social contract yeah. and like how it's like, wait, us. yeah, like what? Like you – this is supposed to be entertainment. This is supposed to be fair. We and rooted it's for not. him. Yeah. We watched this. We rooted for him yeah. and you lied to us. And, and that's pre- us. precisely why Charles Van Doren was so lambasted because yeah. it was like – because he, he was a reporter on the Today Show and he got fired from oh, everything. Yeah. No, like he, that was, thing opened up so many doors for him. Yeah. And, you know, kind of took him out from under the shadow of his father and gave him his own. I mean, that's the conceit of the film. I don't, you know, I don't know what the real, I don't know. I I haven't researched the actual Van Doren. A lot of it's coming from what I know. It's all conjecture because at the end of the day, he didn't talk about it at all. Well, no, but, but here's the crazy thing, Adam. Back then, when you were caught lying or cheating, 
There were consequences. It ruined your career. It's crazy how that works. Yes, because people didn't trust you anymore because we lived in a society where, for the most part, people were handshake trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, your word was your bond. All you had was your integrity and your word. Yeah. And if, yeah. if those were tarnished, then you were and you might as well be called mud. <laughs> it was it was really interesting because at the end, I mean, like the $64,000 question, we think about that now and it's kind of like, okay, but like that was like 1955. A like that's, money. That is a huge amount of money yeah, now. It, look, if we're talking about in 71, yeah. $99 was $300. $600. $600. So, almost $700, yeah. If, if $99 was $699, yeah. then, you know, you're going back another 20, 30 years yeah, you, you, it's, it would have been, you could buy, you yeah. could not only cash buy a house, Yeah, you could furnish it and buy a car or two Yeah, and set aside a little nest egg Yeah, 64 yeah. grand. Yeah, set aside. Yeah, that's true. It's, it was true. I mean, it was huge. And, and afterwards, you know, as we talked about in uh, previous episodes, they, they didn't give that kind of money away. It was just like, okay, like we can't do this. It. And the fact that a lot of the people watching this show either grew up or were children of the Depression, and they, they see this amount of money that's, that, that people are winning that is a life-changing amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and it's yeah. given to this privileged dude. Yeah. And, the, and, and he cheated for it. Right, right. To get all this money yeah. that he doesn't even necessarily need. Oh, totally. Then, then, then it's just like, F you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. F yeah. you. Because was, that's like, that is what was so disgusting to people. Yeah, it was such a huge deal. It was such a huge scandal. I, I'm really surprised that game shows stayed on the air at all. And, and the, the, the few that survived that they managed to, to keep on. I mean, like, The Price is Right was, was there. And yeah, there were, The Price is Right was... Like you said, the the Mark Goodson and Bill Todman. Yeah, yeah. They put together. They they developed a impeccable reputation. Yes, an yes. unsaleable reputation. Right. Um, unassailable. I don't know. Is that a word? Did I make um, that up? Anyway, unassailable. unassailable? I like sure. making up words. Yeah, yeah. But but no. Mean. But so they were able to stay. And then most of the other shows, like we talked about, were panel shows that were mostly like celebrities yeah. trying yeah. to figure out who you know who. You know, what's my line? Or yeah, you know, there wasn't really ways to be able to cheat at these shows, right? I mean, or or you know, or, uh, the to tell the truth. And name this, name that tune. Name that tune. You know, I can name yeah. it in three notes, Bob. No, oh, I can God. name it in one note, Bob. I used to watch <laughs> that in syndication. They used to air reruns of it. Oh and, yeah, me too. And man, every time I was like, I don't know what any of these songs are. <laughs> Not, even the one from the seventies, I was like, I should know some of this stuff. Oh, no, it's so great though. I was like, no. well, I can name it in five notes, Bob. Well, I can name it in four notes, Bob. Well, I can name it. I can name it in three notes, Bob. Well, then name that tune. That's the ragtime shuffle, and it goes. Nip, nope. Yeah, it, Beethoven's fifth. Yeah, it, no, it, it, was always, it was. It was like pop songs that I, or you know, quote unquote pop <laughs> yeah. songs, but stuff that I was just like. All these things came out like twenty years prior to that. I had no idea what these were. I can name it in no notes, Bob. <laughs> Well, then name that too. The ragtime shuffle. That's that. It's always the ragtime shuffle. It's like C on a on a test. Yeah, I always go to the ragtime shuffle. Oh yeah. So, what other uh, game shows do you remember watching when you were growing up? Like, what other stuff stood out to you? Well, I remember, I remember the more um, colorful game shows. Like the yeah. what was the one with 
no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Press your luck. Press your luck. Yeah, press your luck was beep, great. Boop, 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 yeah, always going around. Yeah. And I love the sound effects. I like I liked game shows that were colorful, loud, and had sound effects. And, uh, but mostly the celebrity stuff. Like yeah, I, anything. Yeah. Like I love to tell the truth. Uh, all these weird old game shows that nobody knows about or watches. What's my line? I love those shows because it was always so interesting to watch, to try to figure out who somebody was. It was it, it was such yeah. a weird yeah. show. It'd be like, you know, and then and then I like I said on the other show, the the whole false get up thing was my favorite. Where they oh they, yeah, they, the they standing. Did, oh, no, no, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say oh it's you, <laughs> mm. but uh, or the Gong Show. You know, the oh, Gong yeah. Show was just Gong pure effing chaos, man. So bizarre. Just chaos. I, I just watched a, a clip of it with Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he's dancing. And he's just dancing in a circle. And then all of a sudden, everyone's throwing hats at him. What was the significance of the hats? I don't know. Gene Gene the Dancing Machine got, was a staple on that show. They got to the point where, like, he would turn, they would wait, and he would turn, and they would pelt him in the face. Well, they threw their clothes at him. I mean, yeah. it, it... Eventually, they yeah, were, they were throwing all his clothes. Stage. What's her name? Uh, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Yeah. She flashed. She flashed her, flashed her chest. Flashed her, yeah. That's what the thing was, though. That show was out of control, man. It was so... They must have all just been so coked up. <laughs> the clip was so great because he dances around, they do the thing, and then it's just done. And yeah. they're like, all right, see you next week. Yeah, and then everybody's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just so tired. Nobody so gone. Bizarre. Oh, Chuck Barris uh, was a f- weirdo. Oh yeah, I love that. Weirdo. I loved uh, the Dollar Ninety Eight Beauty pageant. Oh yeah, with the other uh, Chuck Barris show. Yeah, but that was with uh, oh, Rip Taylor. You know, yeah. with his little oh, and he's throwing the confetti. Was that him? Yeah, Go through the confetti. Oh, with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. Rip yeah. Taylor was one of the funniest men ever. Oh, that's right. Because th- I was thinking of Rip Torn, but Rip no. Torn is the actor. Very different yeah. Rip. Very different Rip. Uh, oh no, Rip Taylor. That's right. Yes, and, yeah, with the mustache and he just randomly would yeah. pull confetti out of yes, his pocket. Yes, he throw was it just around. crazy. He was one of those just showmen. Yeah, no. the Dollar Ninety Eight Beauty Show was so surreal and so bizarre. It was back when there were personas. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Rip Taylor was a persona. He would always show up and throw his confetti. He had this character yeah. that he would play, Paul Lind. Yeah, uh, you know, or Charles and, Nelson Riley. Yeah, that's what I loved. You asked about you know game shows that I loved. Mm-hmm. I loved the game shows Hollywood Squares. You know, uh, the Hollywood Squares Match Game, the one that had the seventies crazy nutty. Drunken celebrities that, you know, it was the same yeah, group of weirdos yeah. that they would just throw together, you know, and some old timer like Don Rickles come in and, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, and he yeah. would insult everybody. It was just, to me, those game shows like helped me create my vision of Hollywood, which was everybody just hung out yeah, and they all slept yeah. in bunk beds and they all partied together and they all knew each other and it was just this big group of fun, <laughs> happy times, you know, it was just looked like the most fun place to be. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I was more about the 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 quiz shows. That was always my thing. Like I liked the weird random trivia. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love like Match Game and and in Hollywood Squares and stuff like that. Although Hollywood Squares was kind of a hybrid of the two. Yeah. Um it was sort dumb. of it was <laughs> yeah, cuz it was just always like it, it, Hollywood Squares for those who don't know, it was a game show where basically they asked the contestant got to pick a square. Yeah. It was uh, tic-tac-toe. Celebrity. Yeah, it was and they tic-tac-toe. would pick a celebrity square. Okay, so you have Barbara 
Barbara Eden. So, and then Barbara Eden. All right, Barbara. Uh, So, a mile is 17,000 feet. Is that true or false? And then Barbara Eden would think about it for a second, and then they'd write some dumb joke for her to say, and she'd say that dumb joke. Be like, ah, if you walked a mile in my shoes, it'd be a million feet. And then everybody would laugh, and then she'd go, I think that's false. And then the contestant would be like, mm, I agree with Barbara. And then bing, 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 okay, so we're yeah. uh, so square. And boom, boom, So it would basically be playing tic-tac-toe where the celebrities yeah. would answer. And then the celebrities would obviously answer wrong. Yeah, And yeah. then the poor contestants would be so nervous that they'd just be like, oh, I agree. And then they'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was a very funny show. There are not a million feet in a mile. <laughs> no. But I also like like $25,000 pyramid. Yeah, because that was, that was also celebrities. I mean, it was it, – I mean, I love 25,000. That was one of them I remember watching growing up, like, and, in the afternoon. And Dick Clark was a, is a, another host that we don't talk Amazing about. Because he was so, everybody, shows. yeah, everybody equates him to, you know, the, the countdown, the New, New Year's, Year's Rock and Me. Yeah. <laughs> but he's hosted so many game shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, well, he, he was, was a, con- yeah. Go ahead. No, he was, he was great. He was just, it, it, I mean, because he started as a... A DJ, a, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He was a consummate broadcaster. Yeah. The guy that started in radio, you know, he was the hip young guy with all the teenagers. Yeah. Ooh, what's going on, gang? Yeah, what are you, you got your dungarees on? Let's dance to a little rock and roll with you. <laughs> Everly Brothers. And then, but he adapted. He was like the, the prototypical Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. But so much yeah. more likable and just so much more, he, he did everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. If it, if it was on TV, he did it. I, I mean, he, he hosted a show called Boners, Bloopers, and Bleeps with Ed McMahon <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was just them hosting a show. I just love that the show had boners in it. Yeah. But, uh, but it wasn't like wiener boners. They used to call boners no, mistakes really? back then. You pulled really? a real boner at him. All right. Look at that. You just pulled a boner. Did and you that would really mean, need to explain that? Yes, I did because people don't understand. So anyway, boners, bloopers, and bleeps. And, you know, where they would talk about, they would just show, you know, bloopers from yeah, TV and film and commercials and, and stuff. Newscasts and stuff, yeah. There was a yeah. couple of specials that way, yeah. But he was, a, he, it didn't matter. It could have been like a show about euthanizing puppies, and they could have had Dick Clark host it, and he, it, it would, he would have been a professional and done a great job. Yeah, he was, he was one of those, broad, like Regis Philbin was one of those broadcasters, yep. you know. It was just somebody that they started on radio way back in the day, and then they got into TV, and... Next thing you know, they've been on TV for a billion years. Yeah. And Ed McMahon, you know, yeah. I mean, he he was the sidekick for Johnny Carson for many many years. But yeah. before that, yeah. he was a broadcaster, and after that, he was a pitch man for just about everything. Oh ever. yeah, you know, he he would show up everywhere. Gold. Turn in your gold. Turn in your gold. <laughs> <laughs> also, did, he was the original publishing clearinghouse. Guy, yeah. Right? yeah. Publisher's Clearinghouse, that's what it is. Ed McMahon shows up at your door. <laughs> Here's your RV and your million dollars. Buy magazines and you might win a million dollars. Hey, you got a, you got a whiskey for your old pal, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> there were some really great game show hosts that, that were just game show hosts. Yep. Uh, like Burt Convy. Yeah. It's fantastic. Amazing. You could have that job. Yeah. You could yeah. have that job. There's enough game shows that yeah. you could be a professional game show host. It was like being a weatherman. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which, uh, yeah, apparently you don't really need anything to be a weatherman. No, I have a very, I have a good friend who's a weatherman. Yeah. Uh, and he's a very good Does weatherman. Does he have a degree in meteorology? I don't 
think he does. <laughs> he may have gotten his degree, was, but he, he got a break, and he was just really good at it. And I was uh, I just finished watching uh, Small Town News, the the HBO documentary about, oh, about, about Pahrump. Pahrump. And uh, the first episodes, first episodes are great, and then it ends in the in the, the pandemic, and so then they come back. It's like literally everybody's left, and they have new people. Yeah. And the weatherman they hired was just the wife or the husband of the anchor, <laughs> yes. and he's like, "Yeah, I can do this." He, that's that's his whole thing throughout the whole thing. He's like, "I he's can do it." Him. Sure, whatever. They just throw that poor guy it into was, everything. But it was so great because it was like, "Yeah, that's really weatherman. That's kind of yeah. how it is. You yes. just look up the weather and then talk about it." And especially now that everybody has apps and craps, yeah. it's just you don't even need. A weatherman. Yeah, you know it's like the traffic guy. I did. Uh, I worked on a morning show for a long time back in Des Moines, and and our weatherman. He was a very nice guy, but man, he took it way too seriously. Well, you have to look. There's certain careers. I think if you don't, if you don't have the capacity to not take yourself seriously and realize you're just doing a silly job that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Then you should have that job. Yeah. But if you need to think that your work matters in the world, yeah. don't take that job because you're just no. going to be an insufferable jerk. No. The weatherman, his job is to tell the weather <laughs> to go to openings of clubs yeah. or stores. <laughs> pet, pet stores. Or, and, or yeah. pet adoption Yeah, pet adoptions. Days, yeah. You know, to the go fair. to yeah. oh, 100%. <laughs> go to the fair to introduce Ario Speedwagon on yeah. the main yeah. stage. Um <laughs> You know, it's a fun life. No, it's, it's, it's you get you get TV time. Yeah. You get. I mean, you don't. You just have to have a, a killer smile, a great voice, and you have to be trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. I kind of. I got to be honest. I really kind of miss local news. Like, I really enjoyed working on the morning show. It you was, also need a name. Yes. Yes. Dallas Rains. Dallas uh, Rains. He's a local LA. Johnny guy. Thunder. Johnny Mountain. I think there was a Johnny Mountain. Was sure, there? there was a Johnny Mountain and a Johnny Thunder. Do you think it's his real name? Thunder Mountain. Thunder yes. Mountain. <laughs> yes. Johnny Mountain. So, Jim, I'm taking a new job, and my name is Thunder Mountain. Nice. Are you a weatherman? Uh, no, I'm just like Thunder Mountain. <laughs> yes. Rainy Sleets. No, nobody That's my, would. I'm going to be Rainy Sleets. Nobody would hire Rainy Sleets. I'm going to be Drizzle Small. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is drizzle smog with your weather. No, it's you gotta. It's gotta be like it's like Jimmy Prairie or something. Like Jimmy Thunder. Jimmy Thunder. Jimmy okay. Lightning. Jimmy Thunder. Jimmy Hailstorm. This is Jimmy Hailstorm with the weather. <laughs> I am in a hailstorm. I literally named myself this just to be in a hailstorm. I would love to host a game show. I would love it. I would like. I said, and I said this previously. I would really love to be involved in production of game shows. I I know that they would be a pain in the ass, but like at the end of the day, it's exciting to me. Oh, like man. I would love to write for Jeopardy. I would love oh, to yeah. to be on these game shows and like, you know, cuz I I mean I I love it. I love it so much. I love learning new things and and that's literally you're doing is just writing new trivia. I just like being goofy and <laughs> I like being uh with people sometimes. I like being paid to be with people. Yes. So and I'm very uh, charming when I'm being paid to be with people. That reminds me I, I need to give you some money for yes. this. <laughs> uh, no, but I think it. I, I think I have the skills yeah. to be a game show host. And I don't say, you know, oh, sure. I'm not a very 100%. braggy guy. And I'm not saying I would be the best, but I could do it. I've done a lot of MC yeah, work. I've yeah, done yeah, a lot yeah. of, like, hosting stuff. And, and it just, it would be so much fun to just, 
you spend a day, you do three or four shows, you work two or three days a week. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just you do your thing. You wear a nice suit. You yeah. make people happy. You just some gotta, people say you gotta laugh and be. And God knows there have been some really awful game show hosts. Yes. Um, I really like that, like uh, Idiot Test. I don't know if you ever watched Idiot Test. I can't remember I the guy's so. name. He was a stand-up comedian, and he's he's funny and and he's great. But he was not good at hosting that show. No, it is an art. I mean, it is a skill that you need. You can't just be funny. You can't be snarky. Yeah. You can't be a jerk. You I, can be playful and you can yeah, tease, yeah. but you can never. You, you're just kind of the guy that's moving things along, making sure everybody's energetic. You know, trying to. You're just you're you're the engine that's running the show. Yeah, you're, the, you're the, the ringmaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It takes improv skills. It takes oh, yeah. moving on your feet. It takes a lot of... That's why I think John Michael Higgins was such a good host, because he's great at improv. Yeah, oh, yeah. Super personable. Yeah. You know, he's really funny. Same with Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson... Oh, he's hysterical. Yeah. Super funny guy. Genuinely, genuinely friendly person. Yes. Like, I didn't feel... Yes. Fake. He seemed like a super nice guy. He was really nice to us behind the scenes. Uh, after we won, he yeah. hugged us and was oh, nice. really cool nice. about it. Um, was very, very nice. You know, it's just like it was a, it, that was a classy, classy production that we had a really good time from beginning to end. The waiting around, all that stuff, it's inevitable. Sure, you sure. can't, you know, yeah. nothing yeah. is going to be easy peasy. I mean, in that's television that's, production or any sort of production. right, exactly. That's not that's not unique to game shows. Like, that is something in film and TV production you have yeah. to get used to. But once we got there and we knew we were going to be on the show and they got us in makeup and they got yeah. us in wardrobe and they did all that, you know, it really was smooth. It was great. We felt really taken care of. Our handler, producers, whatever that mm-hmm. shepherded us through the whole thing were so sweet and so nice and so like genuinely seemed happy that we won. It was just such a great, great, great experience. Yeah, that nobody yeah. can ever see because they've hidden our episode <laughs> down deep in the dungeon of things that can never be seen again. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, some other game show hosts that that we didn't talk about. Like, I totally forgot that Wink Martindale existed. Oh, Wink! <laughs> I loved Wink Martindale yeah. back in the day. Like, he was he was great. Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. He was just so. Like bubbly and nice, yeah. Always had a yeah. smile on oh. his face, and the smile, he did wink. Like, yeah. He was a winker. He was a he was a winker. Lived up to his name. And uh, Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks was great on the the Newlywed Game. Bob Eubanks. Yeah, he was so. He looked like your like your uncle or your grandpa. Like he was just somebody that you could be like, ah, okay, okay. And then they, where's the weirdest place that you ever had <laughs> made whoopee? Okay. In the butt, Bob. Yeah. If you have it, there's on YouTube. There's a uh, the the very first uh, game show bloopers or something. <laughs> bloops, bleeps, and boners. They have they have no. It's not bloops, bleeps, and boners. <laughs> but it was it's on it's on YouTube. But they they tease that the entire show because it was mythical. It was yes. like, oh, was that real? Did it yeah. actually happen? And they aired it for the first time. It was like 1991 or something, and they aired it for the first time in like 15 or 16 years. It was hilarious. The newlywed game with Bob Eubanks, if you don't remember, it would they would bring on these quote-unquote newlyweds. Yeah. And they would ask them – they would ask one partner questions about the other partner. Mm-hmm. And then they would have the other partner answer the questions, and they would have them on these giant poster cards that they yeah. kept in their yeah. laps. And then they would say, all right. So uh, we asked your wife, what is your favorite kind of flower? 
And you said, Uh, the peony? And then she holds up the thing and it says, No, it's roses! I've always said it's roses! And then she smacks him on the head with it and everybody laughs. But that's the whole thing. It broke up so many marriages. So many divorces happened because of that show. Uh, but it was really funny because you would see... It, it, it was one of those kind of humiliation shows. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. There was all these shows in the 70s and 80s that were built around personality more than, like, competition. Yeah, yeah. You know, dating shows or gong show. Gong show wasn't a talent show. It wasn't about getting no, the greatest no. violinist, you know, playing uh, no. four seasons. No, it was about a guy that somehow rigged together four puppets, you know, two yeah, on each side, yeah. and then he could dance. He, all it all was of them could dance. Literally, the precursor to America's Got Talent. It was the precursor to America's hugest problems. It just kind of <laughs> like, it was it, that was the. It's so funny about that show. We keep coming back to it. But what's so funny about that show is when it was on, it was considered like dangerous, like the base, base, base of humanity, and it yeah. was not. The weirdos you didn't want to talk to. But it was also just seen as like, hey, this is going to ruin society. This kind of thing, you know, you're, you're championing. Whatever. Mediocrity. And, Whatever. you know, it was just like, you know, it's the same thing. Get, but, your, get your panties in a bunch. That's fun. But it's just so quaint. The things that were so disturbing to people back then is just like, I mean, I, really? I thought it was disturbing when they were throwing hats at Gene's <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah. What other hosts, Adam? Um, Burt Convy. I loved Burt Convy. Oh, he yeah. was such a great host. Oh. Taken way too soon. Yeah, he. I. Uh, I met Burt Convy. Oh yeah. He was real. I. I um, auditioned for Win, Lose, or Draw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which was uh, him and Burt Reynolds. Yes. I uh, made the show together. It's based on Burt Reynolds' living room. Which yeah. Baloney. <laughs> like I just uh, love they had. They literally called it Burt and Burt Productions. Yeah, which is so great. Um. That was like Burt Reynolds' television heyday. He was yeah, he had oh, like yeah. Evening Shade. He had a good transition. Um, oh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, he, he had was a good great. Burt was great. I mean, he's you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't expect it, but he was like, yeah, why not? Let's get into this. Yeah, no, Burt Convy was just he was so personable. He had that. He wasn't flashy. No, he he was very man next door, neighbor yeah. next door. Yeah. Yes, he he knew how to. Sit back and let the other people shine. Yes, yes. He knew what his job was, was facilitating. He's not going to upstage Dom DeLuise. Yeah, yeah. And Burt Reynolds or Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. When they're doing their scribbies. No, no, it's not. Yeah, he was was a great, he was a great host. And uh, actually him and Roy Combs were kind of both like kind of neighbor next door, like just letting that happen. There was always, I don't know, man, Roy Combs kind of had this thing. There's a darkness to him, baby. No, I'm, well, of I'm serious. Of course there was. I but mean, we've been borne out by the fact yes. that he killed but, himself. But it was not – he couldn't hide it 100%. Like, those other guys can pretty much hide it, but there was something in his eyes. Yeah. Something in him that it, when you look back at his shows after what he did to himself, yeah, it doesn't seem completely out of the – Right. But right. I guess, you know, with anything, there's always clues afterwards. Armchair quarterbacks. Yeah. He ended yeah. up killing himself. He ended up uh, beating himself in the head with a brick. Yeah. Which didn't kill him. He, no. He got him in the hospital or whatever, but then once he got out, he killed himself. Yeah, he went out to a field and, like, I can't remember what he did. I don't either, but, but it he, was, yeah. It was, it was very odd and very strange. Um, but Jesus, man. But yeah. Th- I, like, you, you really want to kill yourself if you're doing it with a brick because... 
Yeah. You can stop at any time. It's just I can't. I don't no, know, man. It's not, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a like lot. I get hanging or taking pills or, you know, stuff that's just really quick. Like people a, that a jump off of buildings, gun's so messy. I think a gun is super gross because other people have to deal with that shit. Yeah. Don't use a gun. <laughs> if you're going to kill yourself, okay, listen, use pills, put a bag over your head, you know. Do something that's not going to be super messy and, and traumatic for the people that find don't, you. Don't be Roy Combs. This is yours. <laughs> the more no, you know. Boop, 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 <laughs> suicide. Don't, don't. Don't kill yourself. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't. Unless it's you really want it. it. No. Yeah. Uh, don't kill yourself. We're not advocating suicide. No, don't. Don't. There's always a, there's always a reason not to. But if you're going to do it, do it in a non-messy way. Like, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, if you jump off a building, that's so much time to think about. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how big the building is. But I always thought the, one of the weirdest suicides. This is just this is total speed bump. It. One of the weirdest suicides was Tony Scott, where he just stopped his car, ran over, and without any hesitation, just jumped off a bridge. Yeah, he was just driving, yeah. went and jumped off a bridge and killed himself. It was like, yeah, it's just that one is so bizarre to me because it's like what he was God, just he like decided at that it. moment. Yeah, it's like that's it. I mean. Did he decide at that moment? Was he driving to it? It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I there there was a great documentary uh, about uh, called the bridge. Uh, if you've ever seen it about the Golden Gate Bridge and yeah, yeah, yeah. people jumping off the bridge and and a couple people that survived right. and and it was a good seven seconds from the bridge down to the water and it was enough time for at least one of them to go. What the hell am I doing? I made a big mistake. And and then he managed to go in the water feet first. Managed to almost kill himself by jamming his leg bones into his torso. Oh, good lord! <laughs> but he survived. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like the worst. <laughs> I know this has really, really dark. gotten dark. <laughs> but the worst is like the kid, the 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 Judas Priest kid that blew his face off with a shotgun. He, like, he put oh. the shotgun under. He didn't kill himself, but oh, he blew yeah. his whole face yeah. off and lived. Yeah. And, like, your life is so crappy that you're going to kill yourself, and now you blew all your eyes and face and mouth and everything off, and you have to live? What? One of my <laughs> one of my favorite characters, comic book characters, uh, Arseface from yeah. Preacher, who did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure inspired by the Judas Priest kid. Anyway, let's talk about something right. else. <laughs> it got really dark. Yes, but that's where he comes, man. Traf- that's what sex trafficking. Yeah, no. Uh, Chuck Woolery was a great host. Uh, now he's a... Yeah, Chuck Woolery was fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, he was just on a lot when I was young, so like because he did like Scrabble and uh, Love Connection yes. and like all this stuff, and it was stuff that was just on when I was in like elementary Love school, connection. And middle school. So guys, how was your date? <laughs> oh, did you have a good time? I don't know. He was pretty handsy. Oh <laughs> yeah, he likes the ladies. Yeah, Love and then they cut to gross. him, and he's like, "I thought we had a great time." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know now. He stunk. He had a weird. It smell was to such him. a weird show. I. It was a. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. You know, we went out, and I paid for everything. And then she was just like, "I'm not kissing you." And I was like, "What did I pay for then? What did I pay for? Why don't you give me my half of the money?" And then she's all like, "She's all like, well, all like, uh, that's you're a jerk." And I'm like, "I'm the jerk. I'm the, I'm the one who paid for dinner." Yeah, it sounds like she's a real jerk. Yeah. I'm not sure. It was just very sexist. It was gross. It was awful. Yeah, I mean, it was not a good show by any means. It was like studs. They had all these gross. Uh, there are some really awful damn oh game God. shows. Yeah, I there there was man. Studs was really bad. Uh, singled out on MTV. Yeah, was wasn't 
terrible, no. but like at the same time, it was. But it it was, was literally you and a hundred people, and going, "All right, all of you go away. All of you go away, and maybe I'll have one person left." It was that gross time too, where they had like that show where they judged women, and they would like, like uh, Tommy Lee would be like, "Hey, bro, oh, okay, yeah. you know, right here." They they literally oh, take a, 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 yeah. a marker and be like, "All right, okay, lady, look, you got some love handles here. They're pretty gross." Yeah, look, uh, underneath your arms is kind of saggy, and that's kind of—it's giving me a saggy B. And um, you know, I just think all all around you need a little bit of lipo. You probably get a nose job, and um, right. Well, get some contacts in those nasty eyes, yours, lady. <laughs> yeah, dating you shows. Rip. Dating game shows were from the very beginning have always been super creepy. Yeah, I—I I mean, starting with the dating game. Yeah, like it was just weird. Yes. There's you know? just too many serial killers that were on <laughs> dating games. That's true. That won. Yeah. That actually yeah. won. There was that one, uh, Rodney Alcala. Oh, yeah. Rodney Alcala. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was on the dating game and he won. But the lady was like. She wouldn't go. I'm not going on with him. He's yeah. a creep. The entire crew was like, this guy's weird. Yeah. You yeah. can't. There's a vibe, man. Yeah. <laughs> there's a vibe. It's like some guys can get away with it. You know, I guess John Wayne Gacy got away with it for a long time. Even though his house stank. Like dead bodies, but I just you know it's like, <laughs> but there was another serial. I think the Hillside Strangler somebody was on. I think it wasn't. Didn't uh, Richard Ramirez? Yes, he? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. he was on a game show. I don't uh, know if it was the dating game or which one it was. But man. every time I hear about him, all I think about is that the the way that they talked about his breath. Yeah, like he had this because yes. his teeth were rotting in in his mouth. And yeah, stuff, and he just had the like. It was like he just gargled with diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't take anything away from this episode, brush your teeth twice yes, a day, for the love get, of God. And if your teeth are rotting, go see a dentist. Yeah, go see and a dentist. And don't be a serial killer. That's yeah, not cool, people. Yeah, don't be a serial killer, yeah. Do, 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 do. The more uh, you know. There's, uh, I think game shows, or dating game shows at least, had culminated in, in what I thought was one of the most horrifying dating game shows ever, hosted by Jerry Springer, Baggage. Oh, my God. Which I, I forgot. Oh, it's Jesus. awful. And that thing ran for like five years. Yeah. And it was awful. Yeah, and they literally made them open up baggage. Yes. And to it was show what their baggage the was. deepest secrets that these people were willing to talk about on TV. What? It just shows you the power of celebrity, the power oh, of fame. God. It was such a degrading time back then, which yeah. completely makes all of social media make sense. Because well, that doesn't even, baggage wasn't even, baggage was for like 2010. Well, no, what I'm saying is like back, all starting with like Jerry Springer and yeah, with, yeah. you know, all these game shows. With their race to the bottom of like, you yeah, are not yeah. the father or, no. you know, Nazis versus transsexuals or whatever it was that they would put together these disparate groups that, you know, naturally were going to throw chairs at each yeah, other. Yeah. And just, you know, it was like, all right, we're going to throw a bunch of scorpions. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Donahue. That was the Phil Donahue was the, the yeah. The, well, eventually we'll be doing a, a talk shows. And yeah. he started out as a pretty respectable talk yes. show host. Well, he was a reporter. Like, he was a journalist. Yeah. He was a journalist. But his show, and, and his Donahue show, was like a respectable yeah. show. For and it just went downhill. It's because, you know why? Marlo Thomas. She was the reason why. Once he married Marlo Thomas, <laughs> that girl, you know what that girl was? Problems. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Maury Povich's show just got canceled? Yeah. Did you know it was still on the air? Yeah, I, I no. had no idea. No. I had no idea. It it just got canceled like a month ago. He's like eighty something. He's gotta be. Hey, you are. I mean, you're not the father. 
Next now it's like you are not the grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. But that was yeah. So anyway, I the, the dating shows were I always thought were super weird, but interesting. I loved. I, I mean, the newlywed yeah. game. I loved. It was it was fantastic because it was it was lit, uh, probably the reason why I never want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, it, the dating game was great too because it was like it was so stupid. The woman or the man that were that was the person that was asking the questions. There was three contestants, and then yeah. there was a, a person that was picking a date out of, it, out of the three was, bachelors or bachelors. The original was usually a woman picking from three right, guys, three usually. And then the questions are like, Bash, bachelor number one. If I was a banana and you were hungry, how would you eat me? And then he'd be like, well, <laughs> I'd slowly take your peel off. Yeah, and then I'd just trying with nibble the on you. And it was yeah. like, oh. And then she'd be like, oh, so sexy. What about you, bachelor number two? And then Rodney Alcala would be, I would eat you whole. I would bite your head off and then suck your blood out. Swallow you entirely. Take pictures of your body, but you're too old for me. I like them young. Oh, if you if you ever have a chance to watch the Rodney Alcala, there's clips on on YouTube. Uh, it is so creepy. But there's a really great podcast called The Dating Game Killer. It's oh like, yeah, like five yeah. or six, maybe yeah. ten parts. But it's it's really it's a really good podcast. Nice, just dedicated to that if it, if it interests you. But yeah, the dating game was just so dumb, and uh, but like you would see. John Hamm would be on, or you know, yeah, you, yeah. you'd see It'd some of your random. favorite, yeah. you know, celebrities when they were young <laughs> studs, just looking like goofballs with their crazy, you know, eighties haircuts. Uh, my my always uh, my favorite thing, and the only thing that I think dating game was good for was that it spawned uh, the whose line is in any way improv game, yeah, <laughs> of of the really weird people uh, on the dating show, which was always. My favorite. I mean, it was it was funny. Whose Line Is It Anyway was a show. It was originally in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Comedy Central first came on board, it was basically they would play Whose Line Is It Anyway 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then at night it, it would be like Craig Kilborn and yeah, – uh, yeah. You know, reruns of something stupid. Talk Soup or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All these, you know, I think Talk Soup was E. Oh, but, you think uh, you're right. I think. But anyway, uh, so who's like it anyway, the American version at least, because they would they would do the, they would play the English version on yeah. Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then they made an American version. It, it started in the early 90s. Yeah. And then they, yeah, they, they started an American version with Drew Carey hosting. Yeah. And it had Ryan Stiles, who was also on the Drew Carey show, and Colin Mockery, who was who, also. They were both on the original uh, they were on the yeah British yeah version. they were on yeah, the yeah, British yeah. version and then there was also Wayne Brady yeah and uh, Greg Proops was Greg always Proops. my favorite yeah and some and they would do random stuff yeah. I mean random people throughout and just improv it was all improv games but they you know, played good games it's like you know it wasn't like improv is so hit or miss okay. yeah okay confession time <laughs> I did comedy improv for about twenty years <laughs> and uh, and I loved it but it to me improv. The way that it should be done, it should be done like scenes. Like, I don't like improv games, yeah. you know, where it's like sometimes there's fun. Like, they would do stuff like, you know, guess the, you know, guess the party quirk or whatever. And the person yeah. would come in and you'd ask questions. But it was done as a scene. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just like, you know, sitting in chairs being like, are you, are you a weirdo? Right. It, you're acting things out and you're you're trying 
and, and and you could tell the people the people that were guessing that were good at it and like mm. kind of made it into a scene versus the people that were not good at improv. The miracle of that show is that it made improv watchable and yeah. enjoyable. And and the, the downside is, is that it, it made improv watchable yeah, and enjoyable, exactly. and, and then, it spawned right. a billion people to do. Improv. But strangely, it didn't not because when that was on, people didn't give an s yeah about yeah. sketch and improv. Yeah, that's like, true. We were one of like. We were the only like indie group running around that wasn't affiliated with like the Groundlings or right, LA right, Connection right. or you know these those and then I think those were probably the only two that were around back then were the yeah, Groundlings and LA yeah. Connection. LA Connection was or the worst. In, when did Improv Olympics start at some point? That came later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was you know if you didn't get into the Groundlings, yeah, then you would go to the you, LA Connection, right, right, and anybody could get into the LA Connection. <laughs> Uh, anybody. It's like UCB now. Uh, it was awful. <laughs> They'll take I, anybody as long as you give them money. I was, uh, I got onto like the Sunday show at LA Connection where you would get paid. <laughs> yeah. Paid. You know, sure, I was like, yeah, sure, sure. once we make this nut, then everybody gets to uh, split $3. Yeah, yeah. But there were like people that were so bad, so bad that as soon as you would start the scene, I'd kill them. So they would just have to lay there dead the entire time and not screw up the scene with their. <laughs> questions and awful <laughs> denials. It's just improv is a very hit or miss kind of thing. And when it misses, baby, it's like there's nothing oh, worse. Yeah. No, it's awful. It's awful. Even mimery, bad mimery. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. more palatable is, is... <laughs> than horrible improv. Uh, I would be amiss if I didn't mention my one of my favorites. And I think one of the game shows that was really created, not the first one to be created for Generation X, but uh, Remote Control on MTV. Uh, the first, definitely the first MTV game show, but oh, yeah. um, being hosted by uh, Colin Quinn and Ken Ober. That's who it was. It was, oh, was Ken, it Ken I think Ober? it was, but it had Colin Quinn and Adam Sandler and Dennis Leary eventually were, were like co-hosts. Yeah, that was when, because I grew up with MTV when MTV was a music yeah, station, yeah. and we would we would wait with bated breath for the next video to come out, and we would watch videos, and it really was awesome. So when MTV slowly became... A reality show yeah. station. Yeah. It was hard for us to kind of like go with that transition. Yeah. Like the MTV spring break and the, you know, it was just like. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was coming of, of age around that time. So like it was stuff that I was, I was just used to. It was like, okay, it's on MTV. Oh, like, sure. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, but it was, it was uh, partially created by uh, Joe Davola and, uh, um, Joe Davola, if you don't know, don't know is, Depicted in Seinfeld as Crazy Joe Davola. Crazy Joe Davola. He's an actual person and someone that I worked with on One Tree Hill. And he is definitely lives up to his name. Did he dress up like Pagliacci? No, no. He he looked normal on the outside. In fact, he had lost like two hundred pounds. Like the guy was became this weird floppy skinned dude. Oh, but he he was insane. He was absolutely insane. He really liked me, but he was insane. Oh, because you're and insane. I, yeah, I have a I have a tempering effect Birds on crazy the feather, people. Baby. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was uh, remote control. Was great. He was also the other thing I love about Joe Davila is that he, he founded or he founded the Im, the improv sketch comedy group, uh, the State. Oh, that's like a he good brought one. them to MTV. So like I, I'll always credit him for that. Uh, but he also found um, he was also one of them that started the Real World. Uh, he was one of the first producers on that. Wow. So really, honestly, 
I'm going to blame everything on Joe Davila. No, <laughs> he started the whole reality show thing. But I remote control was fun. I mean, there was a weird NES version that came out like the year after it started, and it was just clunky and weird. You had, like type in answers with the NES controller. It was just awkward. I'm sorry, man. I don't think there's really ever been a good game show video game. Except no. for Jeopardy. There was a good like, – yeah. I had a good at Jeopardy yeah. on my – because it's easy. Jeopardy's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's – it's – you <laughs> – there's no bells or whistles, baby. It's a very easy game to – to manip- – to uh, – Yeah, yeah. It's a very easy game to uh, – To adapt. Thank you. It's a very easy game to adapt. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like Price is Right, Ye- what, you don't – What do you do? You don't get anything. Yeah. At least with Jeopardy, you get the – you know, the knowledge that you're not a dummy, <laughs> I guess. But, you know, I don't understand. It's like, how, what's the what's the home game of remote control? I It was it was super weird. And what was remote control? Was it like guessing? Was it a trivia game? Trivia. Was it? it was no. just trivia. It was like pop trivia. Uh, okay. It was all like, like aimed at the MTV generation. Like it was all just like music. And I'm TV sure I and watched it. I just I'm sure you did. We were more like, because that was what, 90s? Uh, late 80s, like 89, 90, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like we, it was. It was then. They were like in giant recliners, and they sat. In oh no! I totally remember. Like, yeah, we just, I don't think we had cable because we we're in college. We oh, had, probably like, not. Probably, yeah. Maybe we did. I don't know. <laughs> we it's did not, a lot of drugs back then. Look, it's not the only thing about it is that it. It was. It was. I mean, it was like eighty six. Anyway, but it was one of the first things Adam Sandler did. Yeah. One of the first things Colin Quinn did. Like it was. It was just kind of a like we're going to do a game show and it's going to be our thing. And it was just kind of seat of their pants. Like whatever. Well, it goes to show that. Everything is going to try a game show. Yeah. You know, Nickelodeon, yeah. they did Oh, game yeah, shows. yeah. Double MTV Dare. MTV does game shows. Double Dare and Guts. Yeah. Uh, 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 TLC started doing game shows. Yeah, yeah. The Game Show Network does game <laughs> shows. <laughs> Don't do Game Show Network shows. But everybody's doing game shows because, again, cheap to produce. Yeah. You know, especially these new game shows are like, all right, we're going to give you 80 bucks. Yeah, it didn't cover you, the gas to get you here. You win two hundred dollars. Great. Yeah, you, you you they they can get you in. It's the power again, the power of fame. Being on the TV, yeah. getting your fifteen minutes. You know, I mean, you you're going to be on there and do it. And it's funny. I mean, when when uh, when the celebrity name game thing came on, you know, there were people that were like, "I saw you on the TV." You know, people I hadn't heard from in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Glad they had a lot of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're pretty much out of time. So, uh, um, is anything else that you want to mention before we we head out and end our game show month? No, I just it was fun. I I really enjoy. It's funny. I enjoy game shows through you more than I enjoy them of myself. Like yes, I I your love of game shows is contagious. Yes. And it makes me want to watch game shows. And it's that's like that's the cool kind of uh I'm not gonna say obsession, but that's the cool kind of fandom. Yeah. Is yeah. the fandom that is contagious rather than the fandom that is toxic and makes you want to stay the hell away. Yes. You know, like the Star yes. Wars fans. Uh. Like, oh you ruined my childhood. <laughs> but you're not like that, man. No, 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 no. I mean <laughs> No, but you make it yeah. It's like that's and I think Game show fans are like that because it lends itself to to empathy and wanting people to succeed yes. and yes. and positivity and good energy unless you're cheating but you know it's like it's, well, I think it's not. a very positive cool thing I think I, the reason why game shows are going to continue is because I think they 
they're not just because they're cheap to be made, it's yeah. because they really make people happy. And they, there's not a lot of stuff that does that these days. They provide uh, a level of hope that it's like, yes, exactly. I can I can do this. You yes. can do this. I can somehow in this dreary world punch through yeah. and have a little bit of success. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And people can watch me do it. And they yeah. can feel good too. <laughs> exactly. The dollar ninety-eight beauty hour uh beauty hour. Beauty show. <laughs> We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, already in progress. <laughs>